Hey everybody, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding, episode 105. Of course, Dusty Hanshaw and Scott McNally. And on today's show, Brett Wilkin. Excited to be here, man. I've been watching these last episodes and everything. Um, first off, I just want to start out by saying, you know, appreciate you guys talking to me. I think it was last week's episode. You know, somebody sent me that right away, and I was excited. You know, so much good words to say about the future of bodybuilding, and including me in there, especially you, Dusty. Um, and I really respect that for coming from you guys that know a lot about bodybuilding as well and which direction it's heading. So, love what you guys are doing here because you guys are real. You know, you understand how this all is, and um, I want to. I wouldn't want to be talking with anybody else besides you guys right here. Well, well we appreciate we, we that, do man. Require, we require that you uh, win the Olympia now that I said that. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, pressure, no. I'm not, I don't need you to do anything big for me. Just win an Olympia so I look smart. That's all. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Make Dusty look <laughs> good. Make Dusty look good. <laughs> we, we, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to not – you know, there's like this group of guys that we're really big fans of because – they're kind of hammering home a point that we are always making, which is like the guys who train the hardest and dedicate themselves the most to putting in the work and being the most regimented and setting the example on how to actually take their bodies to the next level. You know, guys like Hunter and Ian and you and, you know, this this new breed of guys, you know, this this nonsense people saying that guys don't train hard anymore, you know, and 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 there's this new breed of guy that's like taking it to the next level and and you're one of those dudes so you're just um it's pretty easy to be a fan yeah I mean, it's, you, like you said it's, it's it's shit you guys have been doing for years you've seen it, it work and it's i think it's been lost in translation more so this recent you know this last 10 years with the social medias with the influencers things like that you know everything's just so flashy everything's a highlight reel but you don't you know you're, you're not seeing enough of like what the true people are doing behind the scenes to get in that work, you know, and that's where it all begins. Um, you know, the, the two guys that are on the top, it, it's always been about, they've loved the process just like you guys have, you know, here. And, um, I don't think we see enough of that enough, you know, but when you guys, you know, bring it to life and talk about it and continue to, you know, pound that into the heads that it's not, you know, it's not all about just looking cool on Instagram, you know, how many follows you have. It's about what you're doing behind the scenes and the work that goes into that. Um, and just putting your head down and getting after it. So, I mean, we know this, um, but it's important to continue to like pass that on to the next generations. Cause you, you guys see, you see the shit you, I'm sure you get the DMS and things like that. Just like, no, like just quit looking for all the shortcuts and just get in there and do it, do it, do what needs to be done to get to where you need to be. Yeah. We, uh, we obviously got us, well, we want to start with, you know, turning pro and classic. Scott had a photo he was going to throw up here. Oh, yeah. So let me <laughs> see if I can that? find that. 2018. Tell us about that. Tell us what your mentality was going Ooh. in. Look at that. Okay, <laughs> Who's that guy? <laughs> Who's, I remember that guy. Who's that guy? That guy's not second at the Chicago. <laughs> hey, what, so, yeah. what, what, do you, what do you think when you look at that photo and you think back to turning pro in classic and, and you know, how things have changed? Man, it's the journey. It's the journey, you know. With me, it was more so like, look, and I, you know, I haven't really talked, I don't think I've ever talked about this on podcasts. I talked to it about it with like a lot of friends and stuff. You know, if I would have done this all over, it would have been a different route, you know? So coming out of, 
you know, when I started competing, I was in Iowa. There wasn't much of a bodybuilding scene. It was just me and Ivana. You know, I think she was one of the only professional, you know, IFBB pros in that state. Um, and so, like, you know, I just kind of went into it. You know, I just wanted to compete. I just wanted to, you know, try to, you know, just get up there at first and, like, learn how to diet and things like that. Um, and then, but once, once I started getting in, into it, you know, I was realizing like how I train because I have a background in football. So I was always about just, I love training, you know, and that's where, it, you know, if I would have had more direction, you know, I would have started this all out as like a bodybuilder, hmm. you know, build my way up, you know, through the light heavies, through the heavies, the super heavies, you know, do, do the routes you guys did. Um, but with no direction, you know, it was just like, Hey, you know, I love to train. I look good. You know, let's try it out this new category. Um, I got to make a weight, um, so I'll stay around here and then try to get, you know, make that weight. And so that was, you know, luckily enough, I went pro within a year there. So it was exactly a year from my first competition. Um, but after that, like I knew, you know, that's what it hit me. I think I was once I got done with junior nationals, I won it. I went out to uh, I went out to Vegas and I was out there for USA's just to watching people. And I actually ran into Jay Cutler and I did a video. I did, I trained with him and did a video with him. Sweet experience. And he's just like, dude, like, you're not going to be in classic. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, and so we, we, we even we even Of course, did Jay's that. eye. Of course, Jay has the eye to see this. Dude, it's crazy. Like, you can look back at all his videos. He has, like, talks with everybody when they were coming up. And then, like, it all seems to go that way. But we literally talked about, like, the crossover. And we did a whole interview for JTV and everything. Um, but, you know, that was my journey, you know, then that's when I, you know, that's when I got in, got in with Matt after that. And, you know, we, we talked and it was like, you know, bodybuilding is my future just because of how you approach this, how you train your commitment to, you know, the nutrition and mainly so my commitment to always be getting better. So with classic, you know, I don't think you, you, they say they can keep getting better, but with me, it was more about, I get better with the bigger I get. And we've all seen that now in the last, you know, I, I'm, and I, that might be rare. It's just, you know, that's how I approach things and I make sure it works that way. But the main thing is I, I am more focused on being the best bodybuilder I can be rather than fitting a category rather than, you know, m making sure I'm a certain weight. And then for me, it's just been, it's been awesome to see as I continue to put on more muscle, as I continue to push the weight up, I just keep looking better and better um, through that work. So it's, it's been, you know, a great experience. And like you said, I, I still have, you know, I still have more and more and more potential in this. You know, I've only truly been into this for four years now. So it's like, you know, let's keep, let's keep running this. Let's keep doing, I'm not going to change anything. I'm just going to continue to do what I love. And as long as, you know, I continue to love the process, there's going to continue to see progress too. What, what do you, uh, what do you think you took from football that applies? Like what would be some of the main things that you took out of football that are still with you in the gym? Well, just, just college sports in general, I think applies to so much after, you know, after college going into life, not only in like bodybuilding, I'm just talking about like, you know, when you go into that first job, you know, because what college football does is it prepares you for, you know, overcoming adversity, hmm. you know, and, and then, you know, for football specifically, it was more of a team sport. So it helps with that in regards to like, you know, your next job, if you're a salesman or whatever like that. You have that you have that mentality, you know, how to overcome adversity, you know how to, you know, compete. That's the main thing is compete. And that's mm -hmm. something I always, always wanted to, you know, I've always ingrained is the competition side of things. I'm always competing either with myself, with somebody around me, with my training partner, you know, and I think that's what, you know, my core roots is like I just love to compete. And then now I am able to like I've honed that all into bodybuilding. And then obviously with the football and I was also an exercise science major in nutrition. 
So I had, you know, I worked for the strength and conditioning department. So that's when I learned how to do programming, you know, with periodization and everything like that. That was kind of my first little, you know, touching the toes in the water on that. And then then when I got done with football, I just started applying it to myself. I'm like, hey, I don't want to be 165 pounds anymore, (laughs) which I was when I was 22 years old. What what position did you play at 165? I was I was like a slot receiver. I was I was a, I was a good rot receiver. I was really shifty and really quick. Um, and then when I got done, I was like, you know, I'm sick of running around. I'm not going to run anymore. I just want to put some weight on. <laughs> and so that's when the, you know that's when it kind of took off for me because I, I I applied that you know that football approach because I you know that was my always my focus. I applied that to bodybuilding in regards to just the training aspect. I didn't know anything. I didn't know I was going to be a bodybuilder yet. I just I would train five six days a week, train hard. And then it wasn't until I met my wife, Ivana, you know, that was probably three years later. You know, I probably put on like 10, 15 pounds. I think I was still only 175 when I met her, but I was, you know, lifting a lot. It was in like, then she taught me how to actually eat like a bodybuilder. Because she like, I remember, I remember like the first couple of times we hung out because she had just, she had just gone pro. So she was already in the IVB and everything. And like, you know, you know, those awkward stages when you're just hanging out for the first time, you're still keeping things yourself and like. Finally, she broke down. She's like, do you, do you ever eat? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I eat three times a day, you know, like, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know, like, what are you talking about? She's like, no, no, like, I have all my food in the car, but I'm scared to go grab it because I've already missed like two meals because I wanted to like, I don't want to eat in front of you while you don't eat. <laughs> so like, that was like the real, that was the real notion. I was like, I was like, wait, what? You eat five, six times a day? Like, that's, that's a thing? And so it was like, that was kind of the kickstart. I'm like, I'm not going to let this girl tell me that I'm, I'm eating like a bitch pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So that's when that's, you know, that's, it kind of took off. That's from pretty there. rare. We don't, you don't yeah. hear that story often. You don't hear that the, the, the girl had to tell the guy to eat guy on five meals a day. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I got to tell you, you, you'd have to be quite a guy to keep up with Ivana too. Cause she's, uh, she's a beast in the gym too. Tell me a little yeah, bit about yeah. like her training. What it, what there's got to be something you've you've picked up from her when it comes to training cuz she's like insane when it when it comes to her workouts. Oh, absolutely. You know, and I and I'm not I'm not taking any credit for that at all. You know, she's always this when it you know, when she's focused and in that gym, you know, she tra- she trains hard. She trains, you know, she trains harder than most guys I know. Yeah. She, you know, she's locked in. Um, you know, she still keeps it, you know, she's very strategic. She never like tries to push weights too high, but it's just more about the intensity aspect, you know, does a lot of drop sets, things like that. Um, just so, you know, stays in the category and things, but she, you know, she just gets after it. And I love that, you know? Um, and then it just comes down to her mentality, our mentality as a couple, um, you know, we're just, we're not going to get outworked in any aspect. And, um, you know, we carry that over every, every day. That's crazy. What are some of the key things that you think were the key fundamental things as a couple? For you to both, you know, make that work doing what you guys do. You know, a lot of people say there's only room for one yeah. bodybuilder, <laughs> right? In, yeah. in a relationship. And a lot of people, that's a rule. And then other couples, they seem to thrive on it. So what's going on there? I think it comes, I mean, it, it, it comes down to the individuals and, you know, probably how secure they are with their relationships, to be honest. You know, because you see, like I said, like I talk about how great it is. You know, it's obviously not easy. But we, we've, you know, we've been together eight years. We understand each other. You know, we've, we've created this bond that, you know, she's my best friend as well as my wife. Um, and we both want to see each other exceed. So it's more of, you know, 
you you give and take. You give and take the whole time. You know, it's it's you know you, you a little bit more of your time now, a little bit of my time now. But when you're doing it together, you know, I feel it's one of those things we both want to see each other succeed so much that you you are willing to go through those tough times. You know, being three weeks out together, mm. you know, absolutely absolutely dead. But the thing is, like for us, it works out really well um, because there's just there's just no distractions. So I feel like mm. pretty much all preps we have done, you know, as I mean, meaning as we've been pro, we've all our preps, we've been doing them together. And I think it's a, for us, it's the best route to take. Cause then, you know, there's no distractions What you know, her being out on the weekend when I'm home dieting or, you know, things like that, or, you know, food, you know, bad food in the house and stuff like that. But the main thing is you gotta be able to handle yourself as a person first. Um, I, I know Scott knows this and stuff, but I'm a very, very chill person and, and you know, and mostly an introvert too. So I'm like, you know, I get, I, I love, I love the process of prepping. So I'm never, you know, I never get too riled up. I'm never angry. You know, the only, time, the only thing that happens to me is I just get a little bit more quiet towards the end of prep because I'm just tired, you know? So yeah. I, I mean, I, I love it. And I constantly remind myself and I think people need to do this. And like, I remind people too, when they're bitching to me about things is like, you chose to do this. We know this. You, we we choose to do this. We choose to compete, and I'm I, I'm really good at keeping that in my head. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm always thankful for that because you know there was a time when I wasn't competing, and like you know, like I said, I got into this a little late. I didn't compete until I was you know I turned pro at 28 or at 29. I didn't start competing until I was 28. So it's like you know now now I only have you know I only have a certain amount of years. I mean I still have good years ahead of me. But mm-hmm. I only have a certain amount of years, and I'm willing. Like that's why I think my progress has been so good. Is because like I've done the shit in the past. You know, I used to go, you know, be at the bars, partying, and all that distraction and stuff. But now it's like it's like I'm I'm all in, and I'm I'm living all in every day. And it's like in now we've created a lifestyle about it. We've moved out here to Denver. You know, I have different avenues. You know, working in different things to make everything happen. <clears throat> and then we, we're in the best setup here at Armist Pro Gym. I think yeah, anyone can ever be at. So. So it's like we, we created this and everyone, you know, when people say you're lucky and Dusty made a good point about it, it's like, we're not, we're not lucky. We did this, you know, we set ourselves up for this. And like you have, you know, we, we put ourselves in this position to thrive. We moved away from our family that we missed dearly. You know, we, we don't get to talk to them. We don't get to see them very often. I only go back. I see them like twice, three times a year now, you know? So we made a a bunch of sacrifices. You know, I don't go out anything like that, but it's, it's because I know what I want to do. And that's, you know, like Dusty said, I want to win that Olympia. I want to be on the top. So. I'm going to, I'm going to act on that every day and I'm going to act on it accordingly and set myself up for the best possible way. I think that that's one of the things that I, I was excited to have you on for because it's a regular conversation that I have with, with my athletes. Um, and we have it on the show all the time that some, I don't know how it gets missed, but it gets missed that like, I'll, I'll say like, you know, a guy like Brett Wilkin couldn't tell you the last time he missed a meal. Hmm, because yeah. you don't right. miss meals you you know what i mean right your life revolves around this and it's funny to me that you know sometimes I, I literally i must type this once a week it's like to clients i'll say you want to be one of those one percent people but you're not willing to do more than the 99 percent. well then it doesn't happen you know because it'd be fun for you guys i mean you guys have set yourselves up financially and in other ways it'd be fun to go out and celebrate on the weekends or whatever but it's like you won't have much to celebrate if that's how you live. You know, it's like you can do that shit when you guys are retired and, and, and moved on. So I like that you press that because it's a 24 hour a day job, not just for the 12 weeks you're in prep. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And like, 
there's no shortcuts. There's, there's no shortcuts to the top. And, you know, luckily we, we've had, you know, we've been involved with a lot of good people in this industry that have made it to the top, you know, being like, or I've been around people, you know, John Meadows being around him, listening to him, you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough. I've been able to talk to Phil Heath quite a bit. Um, and, you know, talk about, you know, the mentality and mindset that you got to be in to get to the top there. Um, so it's just like, you hear, you know, a lot of people hear these things and it's one year out the other. But once you truly grasp that and be like, all right, this has to be, you know, if you're really going to run with this, you has to be all in all the time, you know, and it just has to be complete lifestyle. And then once you find, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a partner that wants to do that with me and believes in it just as much as I do, then it just can be just as productive as well. Mm-hmm. That that what? year, 2018, when you turned pro, I could, I could swear that every bodybuilding event I went to, you were there like you didn't take any days off. I, in fact, you know what I got a, I, I went through my phone. I pulled up, I got another picture from the, the archive. Let's see if you remember this one. Let's see. It's loading. It's a big file. Um, yeah, literally every freaking contest that I went to North Americans, you were there, obviously junior nationals. Uh, where else am I thinking? Olympia, you were there. There was like five times that I ran into you. You were just like out there just meeting people, talking to people, networking, growing. So I I just want to echo again what Dusty's saying. It's not luck. Like you guys have worked for this. I remember you you guys packed up and you decided you're going to move out to Armbrust. You've got a hell of a training partner out there. You guys push each other. You've got, I know Dylan's on your side. You know, he's, he has a, a, I can tell you, you know, he, he really sees a lot in you. I think, and that's the thing. I feel like when you take people that are truly honest, like people who genuinely are putting the work in, like we want to get behind that. The people who listen to these podcasts, like we interviewed you back in 18, right after you turned pro, like there were so many people didn't even know who you were. And then you gained like all these instant followers because you, they could get behind what you're doing. Like people want to find somebody who's doing the kind of stuff that you're doing where they're actually putting the work in. I think it's, uh, it's, it's cool. It's cool to see. And it's nice to see that, that that's still happening in bodybuilding, you know? Absolutely. I think it'll always be there. You know, people, people identify with real people, you know, who's, who's in this for the right reasons, who, who they can relate to because they're in there, you know, a lot of people in there putting the work as well, you know, and then they want to, they want to cheer on people that they, they look up to as well as they can, you know, they can relate to as well. Tell, tell me about, um, why did you pick armbrist? Like, like huh. what previous relationships made you choose armbrist, you know, as opposed to other maybe ideal locations? Yeah. yeah so that started, I mean, we were kind of, it was, we were, we were realizing that we needed to, you know, get out of Iowa in regards to if we wanted to take this to the next step in regards to yeah. marketing, you know, making ourselves out there making ourselves more known. Um, because the bodybuilding team just wasn't very big in Iowa. So honestly, at first, I was looking more so. We kind of liked going down to Tampa quite a bit. You know, we, for some reason, we were always like making trips out to Tampa and Clearwater in that area. And we were honestly kind of looking at moving down there. Um, what, what, and I had never actually been out to Denver, or I've been obviously out in the mountains and stuff, but not anywhere else in Colorado. So what happened was Ivana started working with Dylan, actually. Dylan was actually coaching. Dylan was actually started coaching Ivana. And then because we got hooked up through um, Candace Carter. So we were at the, at the Arnold's with her and her husband, had a great time. He had been coaching her for years, and they were like, yeah, well, you know, Dylan's a great guy. You know, he's a great coach. So she, she started working with him, 
and then through check-ins and stuff, we got to know him a little bit. And I was like, you know, this guy's pretty, <laughs> this guy's pretty cool. We need to go check him out. You know, we need to go meet him. So made a trip out to Denver. It was literally about four weeks before I went pro. It was like in May of that year, 2018. Just came out to the gym, stayed in this hotel. We were here for like four or five days. Um, but not only just the gym, we came in and just trained every day. Ivana trained with Dylan, and I actually trained with Adam Young at the time. He was getting ready for a competition. Nice. And it was just like everything just felt right, man. It was just like, you know, not only just, you know, all the great equipment at the gym and everything, you know, the cool atmosphere, but like we also we went, we went up to the mountains every day. We, you know, we went mm-hmm. around the different areas here, discovered everything. And just, you know, the weather out here is absolutely amazing. Love that. And just the climate, you know, a little bit a little bit drier, so you're not always sweating and stuff. So it was just – it all kind of, like, clicked, and it just felt right driving back, you know, that nine-and-a-half-hour drive back to Iowa. And um, I was like, you know, if we're ever going to do this, we need to do this now. You know, hmm. we, we if we're going to run with this, we're gonna, we need to run with it now. So literally within, like, two – I think it was, like, two-and-a-half weeks later, we, like – we picked a – we, we picked an apartment off of a Google Maps and said we're going to go there and give it a try. And Damn. if we don't like it, we can always move back. And, like, and we were just in the, we were in that situation. I was, like, right me – I just had gotten done with a, a job. <clears throat> we were also living, like, living with her brother and uh, sister-in-law. So it was, like, you know, this is a perfect opportunity. If we're ever going to do it, we need to do it now. And then we can decide from there. So we came out here, you know. And, like, and people don't realize it wasn't easy at first. You know, I was – you know, coming out, you know, leaving a good job, coming out here to the, just you know, like be pretty much just out here just to have the gym atmosphere. Luckily, with you know Dylan being such a great, great dude, he like really got us up on our feet. You know, at first I started working for the gym a little bit, like at like four in the morning, like a shift. And people are <laughs> really like, I had to put it, we had to put in the work when he first got here. It wasn't just like everyone's like, I want to move out to Armbrust and you know get big. And he was like, No, nah, you still you gotta you still gotta do life. You know, you gotta you gotta yeah. build your foundation. You gotta get clientele. So I was in there, you know, at 4 a.m. trying to, like, recruit people for training and things like that. So, and, you know, over time it built up. And then, you know, and then so the main focus was still the bodybuilding on the side, but still had to build up the clientele, build up money. Um, we were able to do that. And then, like, you know, after about six months, we started getting really comfortable. And I was like, you know, this is the greatest decision we ever made. Um, and then since then, it's just continued to take it off, up, up, up. So very, very happy we chose this place. I love it out here. Um, I call it my box. You know, you know, people want us to move to Texas or, you know, going into Florida and stuff. I'm like, no, nah, I got I got my box up in Denver that, hmm. you know, when it's in there, you know, there's no egos around me. It's just going there, train your ass off, you know, and then just do it all over again the next day. Are, are you, you know, training I, I, with? I uh, popped into um, I popped into Armrest after a guest posing one time um, on a Sunday morning just to catch a training and, and get out of town. It was funny because I didn't tell Dylan or anybody. I didn't know him at that point. So I was just like, I'm going to go to the gym. And it was funny. I realized that armrest is just a different thing because I popped in the front door and I I just walked up. I'm like, hey, can I get a guest pass? And it was, I don't know who it was, some young looking girl working there. And she goes, you can train, but I'm, I can't give you a guest pass. And I was like, what? And she goes, Dylan will kill me if I charge you. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Like I, I just assumed she wouldn't know. And it happened to be leg day. I walk in the back room, and I didn't realize that leg day is a thing at Armbrest Gym on a Sunday. That's Everyone legendary. I've ever known in the world was in that back room, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a good fucking day." <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, there was probably ten people that I knew that were pros or really good amateurs just back there blasting. And I was like, "Oh, 
hell, I could move here too. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. you walk in there and you can just tell it was, it was interesting. Cause you know, obviously we, you know, now that you're traveling all the time, like I just assume no one knows who any of us are. Cause in our little bubble, you know, people know, but outside of it, nobody gives a shit, you know? So it's surprising right. when you go to a gym and it's like, no, this place is built for this, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I could definitely see how you could fall in love in five days and decide to move. Cause you know, I was, I was pretty happy in uh, two and a half hours. I was like, I like this fucking place. <laughs> the, the, the first time I trained at Armbrest, I had gotten off the plane that day and we all went to the gym at night and I had a back workout and I just smashed this back workout. I did a one arm, one arm rose with the big blue dumbbells from the Broncos camp that he's got there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had fun there, right? I did, did, did all the, I did a bunch of machines. I did more volume than normal. And then, and then as we all do, when we're in a fun gym that has a bunch of equipment, we're like, well, they'll do one more set on yeah, that. Yeah. Got to try it all out. <laughs> yeah. I want to try this stuff out. And then after, as soon as I was done training, like within minutes of finishing my workout, like, you know, you take your headphones off, you sit down you're like, okay, I'm done. I got this fucking headache and I was dying and I, Johnny Jackson was with me and I was like, man, I've got, I've got such an amazing headache. I, I think I might throw up. And he goes, Oh yeah, it's the altitude. Oh shit. <laughs> did you get, did you have anything happen to you like that? Cause I, I don't know. I just fucking, it hit me. And then I threw up outside. No. I just splitting oh, headache. Damn. Yeah. And it yeah, was no, just like, al- yes. Altitude is real. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I must've been living somewhere kind of low, you know? And then I just, it just yeah. fucking blew the socks off me when I trained that hard, man. It, did, did you so have any adjustment time- period? So first time, yeah, like when we came out on that visit, I remember I did the same thing. We did back the first day, and we got it done, and we had I had a headache as well. Just like I didn't throw up or anything, um, but you really start to feel it on like leg days. And yes. when you really, you know, those deep, deep sets, those top sets or those back offsets, you know, those extended intensifiers, it's just the recovery. I still get it to this day, you know, even on those intensifiers, like the recovery just like you're like breathing for air, but it just takes longer and longer and longer to get recovered. Um but at this point, I, you know, I'm at a point like I love it. You know, it's like it's an advantage because then when I go down to like, you know, I went down to Florida two weeks ago to that revive gym and it's just like you just feel so much better. And you like, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm not breathing hard. This is weird. You know, like, well, you're like um, a cyclist that sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's You've got more red advantage. blood cells than everybody. <laughs> but it, it definitely took probably like it probably took about a month, you know, a month to six weeks to fully get used to it. Like after, you know, after those, you know, those leg and back days at it, but it, and I remember even having, like I like you said, I had those headaches for about two months for the first, as a while I was living out here too. And then they finally went away and got more adjusted and everything, but it's definitely a real thing. So I'll warn people when they come out here, if like they just came out for a show and then they're like, Oh, I'm going to do legs on Sunday after the show. I'm like, first off, you shouldn't do that anyway. Yeah. And second off, you're going to hear ass kicked by this altitude. So, so I'm just giving going to give you a fair warning on that one. So, but um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a real thing. What? Uh, how did you wind up uh, training with? You trained with Martin Fitzwater all the time, right? Hmm. Well, how did that so wind he, up um, happening? There yep, he is. So he Boom. lives. He, he was born and raised up in uh, in Wyoming, which is a state up from here. So he was about two, I think, two hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, so about two years ago, he started coming down. Like what's cool about armbrist is every Saturday they do pose, open posing classes. So we have a posing room and then like for an hour is the men's slot and an hour is a female slot and it's open to anybody. 
And, you know, then you got some coaches in there, you know, that help out with it. You know, Watt, um, Alan Watkins is in there, you know, I'm young, doing. they all help with this. So it brings in a lot of people. And then Saturdays are busy as hell here, which is really cool. But he started coming down just for those posing sessions. I think he was getting ready for, like, you know, USAs that year or something. Um, and I was in there actually getting ready, I think, for my 212. Yeah, that would have been two. Yeah, I was getting ready for my 212. And then, like, I like you know, I, I was posing with him. I'm looking at him. I'm like, dude, this kid's got some big-ass legs. You know, he's like a big yeah. dude. He looks good, you know. And so, like, then at that time, I think he was only, like, 22, 23 years old. And I'm like, whoa, you know. So I wanted to, like, kind of get my hands on him as well. And so, like, you know, we started chatting. So I was like, hey, you know, are you going to work out today? And so – we ended up we ended up hitting a training session there, and it's kind of like you knew after that, you know. He when we were training, he was doing like he kind of already set up his training the same way I did, you know. It was it was the intensity that was there. We had a great workout, and then like it turned into he started coming down every single weekend. He would just come down. He, would, he ended up just staying in my place, you know, on the couch from like Friday and Saturday night. We trained three days in a row, and we'd head back for work for five days. And finally, I was like, man, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna keep running this, you just got to move down here, you know. So when the time was right for him, you know, he um, packed everything up, came down there. It was about a year and a half ago, um, and we've, had, we've been training, you know. And obviously, we've been training ever since, but obviously that's been a big component of, of my progress in this sport as well is having, hmm. you know, having him as a training partner, having, you know, the accountability of someone that continuously to compete with, you know, push me as well as push him and then, like, you know, grow together. So. It'll be a lot of fun to see him continue to develop in the sport, too, because he's going to be dangerous, you know, just with that youth and, you know, that size already. Um, but it's been – it's definitely been a big component, and I've been, been very thankful for that. That's cool. How many, other, how many other dynamic duos like you two are – do you find yourselves being competitive in the gym with the other – Duos, you're like, I'm going to bury those guys. <laughs> you ever find yourself doing – you're doing hacks next to a couple other – another kind of, you know – High level team that's doing leg press. I feel like, like I feel out, like you're starting to see. Cause these guys. You're starting to, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're starting to see more duos now. You know, I'll get tagged and stuff. It's like we're the we're the Brett and Martin of like Canada or something like that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but you know, like it, you know, it's it's missing. Like, I mean, can you even really name like a big duos besides like Branch and and Johnny that you know consistently worked out together for long periods of time? You know. Um, and as you guys know, it's a lot of it's the egos, man. It really is. You yep. know, a lot of you know, a lot of these you know top guys while they're going up and stuff. It's it's the egos that take over, and it's just like a little bit of insecurities as well. It's like I don't, you know, you know, I'm always gonna have to be be next to this guy, look next to this guy. But once you shut those things out, and you're like, you know, or just you find the right person that just hey, I'm I want to see myself improve, but I'm also gonna help. Uh, you know, I'm gonna make this guy improve as well. Because if we work together, we're only gonna get better. So the end goal is always gonna be better if we do this, so let's, you know, shut everything else out and just train our asses off and have fun doing it. I think you guys have the right mentality because it's funny, but I was, it's something that I was curious to be honest with you, watching you rise up because um, like you already stated, when you, when you got into the sport, Ivana had already, everyone knew who she was. Um, right. And I don't, you know, I didn't know her on any sort of level at that point. And when you started kind of rising up as well, it, it showed a lot of who she is also because some people can't handle that. It's like, whoa, huh. no, yeah. I, I'm the person in this house. How are you also <laughs> the person? You know what I mean? And so you guys have a lot of that going on because, I mean, it's – I don't know how long, you know, how many people you've been around, but I've seen it. I've seen couples fall apart oh. because someone else starts to rise up and it's like, wait a minute, but, I, but I'm supposed to be the focus. You know, a lot of people can't handle that. So the fact that you have that in the gym as well, there's a reason you guys 
are cashing in on it that I think is phenomenal. Like, I would love to train back when I was pushing with someone that was better than me because mm -hmm. I'm chasing and they're trying to make sure you don't catch up. You know, and they want you to do well, but you know how that works. It's like I've had that with good training partners. I mean, even if they're not as strong as you, if they get two more reps than they got last time, you're looking at your numbers going, well, I got to get two more too. Like, it doesn't matter if they're not quite there. Whereas in your case, I mean, you guys are, you got to be pretty damn close, pretty well across the board. I've watched some of your training. I'm like, fuck, they don't even have to change weights. They just get on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's why it works out really well is because everything is pretty much evenly matched. You know, I'm a little bit stronger on pushing, you know, like pressing movements and then also like squatting and like quad stuff. And then he's more, mm -hmm. he's stronger on like, you know, back, like pulls and hamstring things. Cause he's just, that's just his posterior chain's crazy. So it's right. more of like, Hey, you run this today, you pick it and I'm just going to chase you kind of thing. Like I want to match you. And then you're tomorrow, you know, that you, you pick the exercises that's, let's push it. Um, so it, it works out. It works out extremely well. And you made a good point there, especially with Ivana and stuff, mm -hmm. you know, and that just comes down to, you know, putting those people around you that, you know, putting those people in your circle that are truly belong there, you know, and are there mm -hmm. for the right reasons. Um, and then that's just part of life, figuring out who people are. You know, you're going to, you're going to have to yeah. kick some people out, as you know. You're going to yep. have to, like, figure out who some people really are and get them out of your life. Um, but once you get that set in that right circle, man, you, you, you can, you can thrive. And that's, you know, we're, we're in that position now that we're really thriving after, you know, doing this for the last four or five years. Um, and you know, I know what it, I know what it takes now. And I know what, I know who, who, who I want to be in this with me mm -hmm. and I'm going to keep it that way, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. True, True Nutrition has supported our programming now for a number of years, and I'm super grateful for it because they believe in us and I believe in them. I'm sure you guys have heard of Dante Trudell. We talk about him on the shows. Uh, he had a vision of offering high-quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price. They have a ton of different protein powders, just about every type you could think of, literally thousands of flavor combinations. Hit me up if you're interested in suggestions. They offer health supplements. I use their collagen and their fish oil. And of course, they offer performance supplements. You can get bulk EAA powder or beta alanine. You can also get finished products like the Mountain Dog Perry MD Intra Workout. If you shop with True Nutrition and you use our code THINK, you'll get some additional savings, you'll get high quality supplements, and you will support our programming. You can also help to support the shows through Patreon. I appreciate everybody who's made a contribution. You guys are helping to keep me pumping these podcasts out. I have links to everything in the description. Check them out. Let me know what you think, and let's get back to the program. Training at Armbrist, um, you know, it's one of those gyms that has like that crazy variety of stuff, you know, like how many, you know, plate loaded back machines are there, you know, that sort of thing, like the leg room, you know, that sort of thing. So w what pieces are in there that you realize now you would need if you, if you left, like, you know, you go train at other gyms and you realize they have just the normal stuff. And then you go to Armbrist and you're like, fuck, you, are, are, what pieces in there do you just find yourself using that you, you just, you, 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 you can't believe other gyms don't have them. Well, that, yeah, that's the hard, the hard part is going and training somewhere else now. It's like, I almost need to take this whole damn gym with me, you know? So <laughs> the, 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 the main thing is like, you know, I'll just even go quick here over a few body parts. Like I'm back. We have one of those Nautilus, you know, pullover machines. I had never used anything like that before. Yeah. I remember even coming here and like trying the first couple of times. I'm like, this sucks. Like it does not do anything, you know? Yeah. And then I think I ran it. I think I ran it one time with Dylan. He actually showed me how to like, you know, keep your chest up, drive through your lats, things like that. Um, and it changed everything, you know? So it's like, it's, 
it's that, you know, once you figure out how to use these equipments, it's a game changer. Um, I really, really like this, the Magnum, like that three grip row machine. That's really helped oh, my back. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's rare. So a lot of people want that as well. So he's done such an amazing job of, you know, it's one of those gyms that there's just like, there's so many different brands of equipment there. Cause he just chooses it certainly off of like the feel of that piece of equipment. So he went around, yeah. you know, over the years, tried these at different gyms. It was like, I want that. I'm going to find that. And, and so he does that. And the cool thing is now is like, he's giving me those reins as well. You know, he's giving me those opportunities to, you know, I, if I, if there's something I want, I think he needs to bring Jim. He, he just like, just tell me and I'll get it in here. So that's so cool, that's been man. The, that, that, yeah. That's, that's so been cool. a lot of fun bringing in, bringing in new toys that, you know, I might try somewhere else and be like, Hey, this be a great addition and he, he'll, he'll jump right on it. Um, yeah. but the convenience factor of just having a leg room, you know, when you have a separate leg room and you can just fill that up, you know, then it's just like, what do I want to do today? You know? So like how we run our, you know, how we run our leg sessions is we have about like, you know, we stick to our core three, like we have like three different exercises, like for quads. So three different, mm-hmm. you know, training days. Yeah. So, you know, one day will be like the pendulum squat, you know, the hack squat, the leg press. The next time it'll be like, you know, the, the belt squat with the leg extensions um, with the other hack squat. So it's like we have three hack squats, you know, <laughs> we have like two pendulum squats, we have a Rogers squat. So it's like, you know, when you have those resources, you can get really creative with your training. Um, and then you can like, it almost makes the progressive overload even better because like you come back to it like every three weeks, you know hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So you, you'll, you'll, you'll drill something one week and then like week four of that month is when you come back and you drill it again. And like, yeah, you're operating, obviously you're going to progress from those other movements you're doing on different types of equipment as well. And then you come back to those, you know, every three week rotation. So really been beneficial just to have that, the, the big majority of numbers of equipment, but not only that, the, the quality of that equipment too. Cause it's not, you know, you've been to gyms where they just have a shit ton of stuff and it's like only like 50% of it you're going to use here. It's yep. like 90% of the stuff I use. So it makes it very, very beneficial. That's cool. right. And it, sometimes if you do go to a fitness gym and they have a lot of stuff, the stuff matches. So it's pointless. Like you don't want three of the same leg press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's fitness gyms do that, right? They're like, oh, we're a big gym. We need two leg presses. So they get two identical leg presses. And then the bodybuilders are like, fuck, you had an opportunity here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I when I was, ones. yeah, I was walking around the gym with Dylan and I, I pointed at a couple things. I was like, oh man, I love that. And he goes, yeah, Phil wanted that. <laughs> and then we walk a little bit more and I go, Oh, I love this piece. He's like, yeah, Phil wanted that. <laughs> so, you know, in the day, I think, I think there's a lot of things that came in cause Phil wanted them, which was probably how, probably, you know, definitely uh, part of uh, Dylan building the gym there. You know, do you feel, is there, and this might be a funny question. Cause I don't even know if you see Phil around there. Do you see Phil at armrest now? Um, not so much lately, you know, he, he, he lives about 45 minutes from here. So I think he's been going to like a closer gym. It's up in Aurora. It's in the North side of town. Um, just cause for a convenience factor. Cause you know, I, obviously, I mean, it's known between us, he's not competing in the Olympia and everything. So he's focusing on some other things that I know of, um, mm-hmm. you know, with like maybe acting things like that. So he, you know, hasn't been going to the gym as much. Um, but definitely before that, you know, he was coming in. He usually came in at night, so he would train at night just to not get distracted during Olympia preps and stuff. But he was still swings in every once in a while just to say what's up, which is really cool. You know, come in and say, you know, shake some hands, talk to some people, and, and maybe get a couple pump <laughs> pump workout and look huge and walk out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I what was the gonna... fuck? You know? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask if, you know, like, if you could, if you could kind of feel there were eight Olympias in that room, you know, like there's something to the training environment there for sure. You know, and I know yeah. they've got the wall there, Phil's wall with all the pictures and stuff, which is really cool. Um, but you know, there's, there's definitely a legacy with that gym now, you know, yeah. like I remember Dylan telling me like, you know, they opened the gym and they got the gym going and then all of a sudden they have an eight time Mr. Olympia, just this crazy advertisement for the gym that you could have never like, you know, you could never plan that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, 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 I mean, and I mean, how much did that help the gym? Right. I mean, it, it probably propelled it like Ooh. insanely. Yeah, well, what people don't know is the the gym was already here before like Dylan took it over. It was mm -hmm. it was nothing. Like they didn't have anybody that worked the front desk. Like the phone. And Dylan tells me stories. He's like, there was a phone at the front, and like whenever it rang, somebody that was just working out would go up and answer it and be like, "Hello, like, like what do you want?" Like you know. So it was just like, that's awesome. It, you would just throw money at the guy that he'd be in there. You know, once a month, they just throw money at him if they ran into him. So it was like. So when they, you know, he just, he just asked everybody in the gym, he's like, I want, you know, I want to sell this gym. Does anybody want it pretty much? So then that's when Dylan went all in on it, being just a young bodybuilder himself, took a risk. And I don't think he really knew what he was going to do with it. He just wanted to even say he owned the gym, you know? So that, that was like, I think 13 years ago now. So he took it over, um, you know, started training in there, just training his own clients. Still wasn't that big, but then that's when Phil, you know, was getting done with college basketball because he was going to Denver, DU, Denver University. I was he was originally from Seattle, so he just came out here for college. It's probably what 175 pound point guard or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Got done with you know same kind of story with me. Got done with you know got done with college sports. Didn't know what he wanted to do, so went to the gym. Probably started training for a month hard, and then like probably just started blowing up. It's like crazy, um, and then that's when they kind of you know the history. After that was history. But like you said, Dylan did a great great job of you know running with that. You know building it kind of around Phil, having, you know, there's murals on the wall, all of his accomplishments are in there. Um, and just, you know, just providing Phil that environment to thrive in, you know, letting them have the keys so he can come, giving them a parking spot, you know, doing everything. Like for us, it's like, this is a no brainer, but you look at, you look nationwide at all these gyms, like not many people would have done that. Not many gym owners, like first off, they have egos and second off, like they would have been scared that, you know, Oh, this is, you know, this is known for a big bodybuilder. You know, we don't want to scare away the normal yeah. people and not make as much money and things like that. So mm -hmm. he's done an amazing job of, you know, Armbrust is like, it's not just bodybuilders. I mean, you saw Dusty. It's like, it's a lot of like, you know, local people as well. They are thriving on like, you know, numbers of like, of just um, people that, you know, train there in, in regards to, you know, whatever level of fitness they're at. That's cool. So done a, they've done an extremely good job of making it, you know, you know, friendly for anyone to come in, you know, that's what's, that's what I love about it. It's just like, you have your normal day, mom, your mom, pa in there, as well as, you know, a pro bodybuilder right over there to your right. Um, mm -hmm. But he has always kept intact the, you know, that this is a bodybuilding oriented gym. You know, this is, you know, this is where we like to see competitors come to. Um, and then you can either come in here and train around them and be part of it, or, or you can choose a different gym as well. So it's, it, it really fixed a good niche here and it's really thrived. Um, and obviously Phil was a big, big part of that. And, and, you know, his titles over the years. That's so cool. I think that it's, it's impressive too, that, um, somehow I, I think it's probably respect for Dylan, but you've got a lot of really, really great athletes in there. I mean, great bodybuilders. And I've found over the years of popping in and out that there's no ego in the gym or if there was, he's apparently smashed it out because you don't feel that, you know, how sometimes you, you put, uh, you put two alphas in the same room and there's only room for one. 
That gym yeah. has 20 and mm -hmm. it's fine. You know what I mean? You, you can feel that because I've seen that at other gyms too, where like you said, you pop in and my mom wouldn't necessarily want to train there because it's crazy. Mm. Whereas she comes into a place like armrest and sure there's freaks all over the place, but she doesn't feel out of place for whatever reason. I mean, somehow Dylan has done something pretty impressive with that. Cause I think that's a, that's a hard thing to pull off balancing egos and that business stance. Cause it's tough, you know, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I agree completely, man. Like I said, it just, it came down to him, you know, He's done a lot of work in there and has made a crazy, crazy environment for everybody. And like I said, it's that box that the reason I thrive in there is because there isn't those egos. Like egos, like everyone wants to kind of everybody wants to kind of see everybody, you know, strive and progress together. Um, one really good example of that is, you know, you be, obviously gyms. I don't know how your gym up there is, Ron, but like I come from gyms and like when I was in Iowa and stuff, people just you know people didn't put their weights away. You know, what I mean like. And that right. there, it was all the time. You literally walk up to a machine, there was weights on it, and you had to adjust it, you know. But then even in, like, normal gyms when you travel and stuff, like, you'll always come up on something that has weights on it and things like that, and you're like, whatever. But here, like, it doesn't matter who it is, if it's a pro, if it's the first time working out, like, you know you take your weights off. It's hmm. like an un unwritten rule. Like, you like you get shamed if you don't. So it's, like, <laughs> it's just so cool. Like, you never walk up to a machine with any plates on it because people are so – it's so in tune that, like, you know, they, they want to see this place, you know, continue to, you know, continue to be their home. They want to continue to keep it clean, continue to be a great atmosphere. So everybody's kind of on the same page in regards to, like, being professional in the gym. You know, there isn't this, you know, isn't any bullshit going on. And, and that's why I like it so yeah. much. Yeah. Sometimes we get new members that maybe come from a, a fitness club and they, like, have that leave one plate on everything mentality <laughs> and you yeah. have to like you have to pull them aside and go oh, hey you know we got to put everything away here like everything goes back you know but they're pretty yeah. good and like you know they find the serious gyms are be way better for that i mean the etiquette's just a lot higher you know the respect factor is much much larger so you know and um i i got i got tons of questions for you but a few of them were about sponsorships and i see you wearing the hostile shirt and I figure, you know, what's the story behind you hooking up with Fuad there and, and getting that call? So, yeah, so that was, you know, I I didn't have a sponsor, you know, a supplement sponsor leading up for like probably like the last nine months. Um, and this was all kind of planned. Like I said, like, you know, it's, it's, it's cool that this all came together the way it did. And it was exactly how I planned it out to be. Um, and that and again, it just came down to me. I was just so much more focused. I'm like you know what, I'm going to, you know, I'm focused on the work here. I'm focused on making a statement coming out, shocking the bodybuilding community in my first pro show. And so I'm going to make sure I do that by, you know, doing what I need to do to get it done. So it was more so like, you know, coming into that show, you know, I we knew we were going to do well. We didn't know how well, you know, you never know, especially with, you know, what how I'd compare with size next to like a rolly things like that. But I, I wanted to focus solely on, you know, blowing it out of the water and then letting the sponsorships and things like that come after, you know, after the competing side of things. Um, so it's funny because I even did that. I did an interview before the show with Fuad and I think he had me like, he was predicting me to get like ninth place or something like that. And, like, <laughs> and we, you know, and so that was, the, that was the great part. But then, you know, I was kind of giving him shit for that. And then after we got on talking, he's like, man, like, he's like, you know, I really enjoyed talking to you. You can really hold yourself well. You'd be, you know, I really like what you got going on here. You know, good luck at the show and everything. Um, and then, you know, we went to that prejudging the next morning. I think it was like two days later, the prejudging in the morning. 
I mean, after prejudging this, I already had, you know, I had a audio message on my phone from him. He's like, Hey man, I really want to talk to you after the show. Like, you know, like that was really <laughs> cool and stuff. So, you know, he was excited about that and stuff, but you know, looking at it, it kind of came down to what was going to be best for like Ivana and I, um, because she was mm-hmm. the same way we were going to like, we like, you know, let's just take a break from sponsors real quick. Cause, um, let's just focus on building our brand here, you know, doing it the right way in that, you know, we, we build, you build the following, build the marketing on ourselves from our production. Um, and then get behind a company that, you know, we truly believe in. Um, and then after talking to Fuad a lot, you know, I'm good friends with Ben Chow as well. Who's a, a he's like one of their you know main athletes on there. Um, so, you know, after talking to him, he came up with like, you know, this would be the best thing for us. You know, Ivana is like the first female athlete on the team. Um, so she can be like a main focus on there. Um, and as you've seen, you know, Hostile has kind of really been blown up over this last year. He's done a great job over there, especially with that podcast and stuff. Um, so it just felt right. You know, they believe in like, you know, the, the heavy, intense training. It's all about the process um, involved. You know, the, the teammates on there are just, you know, bodybuilders that, you know, I look, I look up to, you know, in regards to like how they do their, you know, how they hold themselves. Um, so mm-hmm. the, the, the sponsorship thing just, you know, fell in line. Um, that one. And then also, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I'm with that sauce company, um, that mm-hmm. Flavor Gang sauce. And honestly, yeah. this might be the, mo- the the funnest sponsor I've ever been part of. Like, I get to, <laughs> I get to help create sauces. I get to, no way. Like, it's it, yeah. So it's it's owned by Ross Flanagan, and, and he he's a great great man. Like he's a great dude. He's just it sounds like he, dude, like seriously he's just in it just because he he loves the process. I don't think he's like took a paycheck from it yet. He's just throwing all the money back into the company, and like he just he gets everybody involved. He has a cool team over there. Um, but I actually have my own sauce coming out that we all created. You're kidding. On Halloween. What, what is it? Yo, you haven't seen this? No, it's I didn't the see the butcher sauce. The butcher sauce. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'll send you a picture. We got the logo and everything. So they already have the mutant sauce. So they have two sponsored yep. athletes. I mean, the full-time sponsored athletes. It's me and Nick Walker. Um, so he has the mutant sauce. And it's, the mutant sauce is really, really good. I eat it every day. And so I was like, and so we started talking after the show a little bit. And I was like, hey, how do I, how do I get on this? I want to, I want to make a sauce. Cause I, I'm a sauce guy in Nazis. I like sauce on every every food I have. So he's like, yeah, of course, let's run with this. So we started putting the sauces together. Now we have it. It's like a, mine, the butcher sauce is going to be like a chimichurri, chimichurri sauce, like a dipping sauce for steak. Um, we already have all the prototypes out. I've already tried a few, and we're going to release it here at the end of October. So I'm really excited about that um, because it, 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 that company's really, really grown, and it's been a lot of fun with, you know, building that, having a, having a say in it and um, seeing where it goes, man, you know. Just think if I'm in Walmart someday with this little me holding like a, a knife and an apron and stuff. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I love it. I like that. So, the yeah, sriracha, that the sriracha sauce. That stuff is the yeah, bomb. That I love that. Sriracha maple is really yes, good. Yes, sriracha yeah. maple. I love that. Yeah. So oh, like man. I said, they, these opportunities arose because again, it goes it goes all back to you know it came out you know came from that showing which all came into the preparation for that and just. You know, me believing in myself, um, having the team around me to, you know, get to where we did. And, you know, the only way that weekend could have got better in regards to the competition is if I would have won. Um, but, you know, I think it was, you know, it was a good preview of what's ahead. And it's going to it really set me up. It helped us out financially. Now I have these sponsors um, that are going to help me, you know, be able to focus more on bodybuilding even more. Oh, yeah. And, then, um, you know, so that's, that's, you know, I'm very thankful for that. And it's good to see where this is going to be going. After the show is over and you had, yeah, after the show is over and you had, you know, second locked up when you're, when you're leaving the show or going to eat after whatever you're doing, was there a moment when you thought, 
fuck, look at the list of the guys I beat. <laughs> like, when did that set in? When you looked at the list of the guys that placed third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth behind you? You know what? To be honest with you, it, 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 it set in to me about a couple minutes into prejudging. I'm not going to hmm. lie. That's so. This is this is how I explain it. It's like it's one of those things that like, and I'm sure you guys have felt it on the stage. Like you, I, I didn't like I said I didn't know what to expect. I had some confidence because I knew you know I, I knew conditioning was there. I just didn't know what I'd look like next to people because you know I didn't yeah. besides staying next to Martin, who's obviously awesome looking too. You know that's all you know that's all I can compare to on like the open stage. So I didn't exactly know what I was look like. I had a good a little good idea because I stood next to Hunter a year before. Um, you know, I was, I mean, I was smaller then, but I knew like, I, I, I looked really good on some shots next to him and stuff. So I had some confidence, but it wasn't until we went out so that I knew it was going to end up being this, you know, with Rolly's last name being Winkler and mine Wilkin, I knew I'd be standing next to him on when we came out to present ourselves for the first, so the, the, the initial comparisons. Yeah. Alphabet. So it was like when I went, when, it, when we went out there and we did the initial comparisons in the quarter turns, like on that first quarter turn, I, you know, we turned to the right and I hit it and he's right next to me. And I can just hear like my side of the crowd, you know, like my, all my friends and shit, like, whoa, you know, just losing it. Yeah. And so that's when like my, my confidence went from here to fucking through the roof. Like, and then that's when like, it, it just like, and you can literally see it on me. Like you, people are saying you can just see on, and then like every pose I'm just hitting and holding. And I just, I just knew, I knew at that moment that like I was on, not only that I was on, but I belonged there. Hmm. Yeah. So I belonged there. And I, you know, and I, I had, you know, I had the confidence. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to beat this dude. And I remember, then I, I found myself even kind of like, I wouldn't say, I was like, I was like talking, no, I wouldn't say talking shit because it's Rolly. I'm not going to talk shit to Rolly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, like, I was like, let's go. You know, like, I was like, I was like, all right, let's get this. Let's go, you know, like, let's, let's get into this one. You know, like just talking to him, having a little fun because like, you know, just the endorphins were through the roof. The confidence was through the roof and I knew I was on and I knew I belonged there and I knew that like I was going to do some damage. So then it just kind of kept going through prejudging. Um, you, as you, I don't know if you guys remember, but like, they were still trying to like, you know, they were still trying to make it a rolly kind of hunter show early on, hmm. you know, give them the chance to like compare, you know, so they kept moving him to the middle and me to the outside, but like the crowd wasn't letting it happen. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> the time that pre-judging was done, like 95% of that prejudging, like, you know, I, they were behind me and they wanted to see it be like, you know, they wanted to see me in the middle or at least give me that shot. So they were, they were letting the judges hear it. They were screaming at him like, it was kind of in what was really in I know Scott, you I, I saw this is actually. I, I, I don't think Chicago crowds have the best manners either. <laughs> <laughs> no, like they had, I remember um, Steve had to turn around and look at a few guys because they were just letting him have it. Man. Oh, like, man. Like, like, he, literally, he literally just paused and turned around one time and then he turned back around and that's when he moved me to the middle. He was like, he like looked at him <laughs> and he was like, and then move me to the middle. And then everyone went crazy. He was like, he was like, he's like, I yeah. know you motherfucker. Stop telling me what to do. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so, but it was like, it was just a, it was just a cool, cool feeling overall. Um, you know, and then being like, and sorry, I was talking about, um, what, what, uh, what John Meadows said was like, he's like, it was one of the most electrifying crowds he has been to. And remember, yeah. you know, right before he passed there, he talked about how, it really made him enjoy bodybuilding again, you know, seeing his up and comers, you know, come in, you know, just that excitement, just that battle, you know, cause like part of the reason I got where I was is cause like, man, like I was battling through those rounds of posing, you know, yeah. and that was because mm-hmm. of my preparation. But like, I wasn't, I remember saying to myself and like, I, I hope you guys have felt this before is like, I am like, I will not give up on a pose. I will not 
I will not. I will hold this pose for the next two hours if I need to. <laughs> you know, that's right. that's how locked in I was, and like, and then the, it showed, and everybody saw that, and then I think that you know, obviously, that's what helped me, you know, get as high as I did, is because like I was not going to be denied in regards to the things I could control, um, and I don't think you know, maybe that's something that's been, maybe that's something that's been missing a little bit, is to hmm. see that people, you know, get, you know, just fucking battle until they have nothing left in them anymore, you know. How was, how was it for you? Um, I'm just curious because it's something that we've all experienced is uh, you come up and you got all these guys that you're looking up to that have no idea who Brett Wilkin is. Hmm. Then you fast forward and start to realize that they all know you by first name. And then you fast forward and you start beating them. Like, how is that? Because it's not like you got to do that over years. You got to do that over like a year. Where I mean, you truly did. I mean, I know those of us who are really in the sport obviously have been bit apart and watched you grow. But for the rest of the world, I think it's got to be kind of crazy to think like, you know, you're going to these shows with guys that you know, like Ruli. That you know, I mean, he was a god when you know bef- before you were competing. And now, right. next thing you know, you know, he knows damn well who you are now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, how was that for you? I mean. I know it doesn't happen during, but afterwards, if you had a minute, just sit and go, God, like Jay Cutler has my phone number. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it definitely, it definitely took a few weeks of just like letting the, I mean, on cloud nine for definitely three to four weeks there. I was telling people like, give me a little bit to get back to you and stuff. My head, you know, my head's below water right now with everything that's going on. And I'm just living up this moment and taking advantage of it. So I really wanted to make sure I took advantage of that, soaked it all in. Um, like you said, the last time I said seen Roly in person was back in when Ivana competed in uh, Arnold in uh, Australia. So 2018, yeah. So 2018 Arnold Australia. That's when Roly won. Um, so he, remember that's when he like he wasn't that good at the Arnold. There he got like fourth or something, and then like he yeah. really fixed his waist and came back and won that Arnold in Australia. And we all and it was cool. Is like you know that's. Those the Arnold Australia is when like all the competitors kind of come together because you're in a different country, you know, and don't know many people. Yeah. So we all went to dinner afterwards, and I remember sitting next to Roly and you know, kind of talking to him a little bit and stuff, and kind of just looking up, like you said, up to him as like a god and everything. Um, and then fast forward, next time I saw him in person, I mean, he didn't even know who I was. I'm sure, like, you know, <laughs> after the show, he didn't even recognize who I was until afterwards, and he even wrote me after the show, which was really really cool, and like you know, said some awesome, respectful things. And like, that's when it really hit me, you know, like I had these guys I used to look up to. Um, and I was able to, you know, I was able to beat him on that day and make a name for myself. And now I have him, you know, a friendship there and, you know, somebody, you know, somebody I can talk to and, and like, you know, another big fan of my, you know, I was always a huge, huge fan of Justin Compton, um, mm-hmm. you know, and when he was competing, you know, when I was really getting into it, he was, that's when he was really coming up, you know? And so like to have him, he writes me quite a bit and like he, he truly, truly believes in me. Like he thinks, you know, like like you, Dusty. He he wants he, he thinks I'm gonna be at the top sooner than later. Um, and to have him there, and you know, the guy I used to copy the workouts on and everything, um, <laughs> in my corner, it is. You know, it's it's an it's an amazing feeling. Um, and, but like the thing is, like we can't, you know, we can't settle on that either. It's just cool to have those resources now, and it's cool to have those feelings. But mm-hmm. for me, it just you know, for me, it just motivates me more because now I got to fulfill. I got to fulfill that prophecy. You know, yeah, I got to, right. I got to, I got to take that next step. Cause we've seen, you know, we've seen people in the past that had, you know, came out on the scene real quick and then kind of faded off on that. And I'm, I'm not, I, as you've noticed on my stage appearances, and this is also a reason why, you know, I, I didn't compete anymore after that. 
um, is like, I'm, I'm so focused on, you know, killing, killing that, you know, that previous version hmm. coming out yeah. and, you know, cause that's what I feel like that's what bodybuilding is about is it's not so much about beating the people around you. It's about beating yourself. Um, especially when you get to a point. And that's what, you know, that's what I need to continue to do is every time I step on stage, there's going to be, you know, improvements that the judges are going to base me off of. Um, and that's what, that's what I'm working on right now. I think the fans dig that too, you know, cause, uh, when I first got into bodybuilding, I wouldn't even say I was a bodybuilder, but started following it was when like Sean Ray was just top five, top five, top five. And a lot of people would say to me, well, you know, you never really mentioned Sean. I'm like, no, he's phenomenal, but I've seen him. Because that was always my feel of Sean. I'm like, well, Sean will look like he did last year, which is phenomenal, but he's going to look like he did last year. And that'll land him somewhere in that mix. And if people are off, he'll pass them. But it's not drastic. Whereas, you know, Jay, Ronnie, those guys, like, you know, 2003, when he walks out and he's just a different human, that's fun. You're like, oh, shit. So I agree with you 100% because as a fan, not even a bodybuilder, like, it's awesome to think to yourself like, well, fuck, what's Brett going to bring next time? Because I yeah. agree with you. Like, I looked at the, your show and I'm like, he couldn't have been better that day. And if you could have, it would have been minusculely. So it didn't matter. So it's like, all right, the only thing that might happen is he wins because, you know, it's a better day for him, but not because you're drastically better. So I definitely love that mentality. I listened to your, uh, your explanation of why you didn't compete afterwards. And I was like, I like this because as a fan, I mean, purely fan, you're like, yeah, I want to see you get drastically better. And somebody's got to win the Olympia. Why, why can't it be you? It reminds me of Dorian when he had that conversation he talks about with himself where he was like, wait a minute. Someone's got to win. We're all humans. Why not me? Hmm, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I think you've got that in you somewhere as well. It's just, uh, you know, give, given time uh, enough to, uh, to catch up to what you already have got in your brain, you know. We all yeah, have. That's one thing I'm, you know, I'm willing to have the time too. Yeah, sorry, buddy. No, I was just, I was gonna say that you know we all have these dreams, the things we want to do in our lives, and I think that I can speak for myself that the biggest thing that I have to overcome is my fear of trying, you know, and to think that you started out in classic and you decided, well, I have to be bigger than that. You could have stayed there. You know, you could have stayed in classic. You could have figured like, well, I just, you know, I'll stay where I'm at because it is a risk to say, I'm going to try 212, you know, and then you go to 212 and then you say, and then to do that again, you know, for a 212 to, to make that jump twice, to go from classic to 212 and then decide I'm going to make that jump. I need to be open. Like there are so, I think, few people that have been able to make jumps like that successfully. Hell, there are, it's hard to get out of your freaking state. It's hard to say, Hey, I'm going to move from (laughs) Iowa, you know, to, to Colorado. Like it's, those are, those are challenging things, you know? And I think that, you know, hearkening back to kind of what I was saying at the beginning, like, cause I, I see it, you know, I, I talk to a lot of our listeners and viewers and, and just the excitement that's been around you. Uh, it's, it's been really cool to follow because I think that, I think it's inspirational. You know, I think that that's what people want to see. These are the things that, these are the things people want to be able to achieve themselves in. And I think it all, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen as often as it should. And you make it look very easy. You do. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, True. aside from the hack squats. Yeah. You make those look hard. But, but, but. You make, no, yeah, I would you say do, I a lot of. You, go ahead. I would say like a lot of like the DMs I get and reach now from people. And it's like, it's a lot of competitors 
that I think we're always on the fence of, you know, moving up. Like you said, like a lot of it. And I love seeing these messages. It's like, you know, you inspired me to, you know, move up to the, the heavyweights from the light heavies, you know, cause it was just yeah. my coach wanted me to stay there, but mentally I wanted to move up. And he's like, and, but you know, I think people have that, you know, uncertainty. You yeah. Know, cause Hey, I'm pretty good at, you know, I'm pretty good at classy physique, but my heart is really telling me to keep growing. But then like, you know, I was that example of, Hey, follow, follow what your heart says, you know, follow what, follow what got you into bodybuilding, you know, cause like I said, you know, I've competed what one, this was the first time I competed in two years. I was on the stage one time in the last two years. So what am I doing that other, you know, 700 or something days of the year? What am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm living the bodybuilding lifestyle. So why don't you do what you want to do? Why don't you do what you want to love? Continue to develop that way. Living in, uh, someone said living in a beautiful area there. What would be the one outdoor activity that you would do in Colorado there? If you had to pick one. Well, <laughs> it's hard to ask a bodybuilder that because the bodybuilding aspect gets in the way of things in regards oh, to Oh yeah, the size, if you weren't, so. you know, if you weren't bodybuilding, yeah, what would yeah. be your outdoor activity? Well, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a quick little story like so I used to come out here growing up and I would go snowboarding. So like every year me and my dad and our buddies we'd come out here snowboarding, you know, all the way from like 16 all the way through like 22, 23. I took some years off and then moved out here. So they all came out here one winter. This was I was about 250, I think 260. Uh, yeah, so right around there, and I went I went up there to meet up with them. Uh, brought my old snowboard, brought everything. After going down one run on the mountain, it was a totally different experience. Away in this <laughs> my, my 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 quad on the backside locked up halfway down the mountain. My, oh you know, I couldn't twist across my body. I was getting low back pumps. My feet hurt. I ended up getting to the bottom. I just took everything off, threw it over to the side, and I was like, "Good call, thank you." Him. I was like. I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down there. I'm gonna be in the cabin. You guys can get me when you're done. So I was done. So I had to retire, I had to retire from snowboarding and skiing until I lose some weight. But so battery on your size. But like, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's awesome up there. I mean, it's it's beautiful. I'm lucky. I'm on like the west side of Denver. So literally, I just hop on, hop on the interstate and I go up there. We can, you can go up to the mountains, the resorts. Those are fun. Um, me and Ivana, we like to like, we like to go see the scenery. We. uh there's a place called Grand Lake up there. That's a lake on top of the mountain. Um, we like to go up there and we, you can do, we like to paddleboard a little bit. So you're actually standing on a paddleboard, you know, going and I'm, I'm able to do that. And I enjoy that. Um, just enjoy the scenery. Um, there's, there's so much to do outside here. So many hiking trails. I don't hike too much, obviously, because I burn too much, burn too much weight down. Um, so I'm also looking forward to that when the bodybuilding is over, all the activities we can do besides, you know, I'll take them up there, but I'll have to sit out on some things. But I, I, I also enjoy it. Um, I enjoy what I'm doing now. Um, so that'll be for me later. And just there's, if you're looking for outdoor activities, that Colorado is definitely the place to be for sure. Yeah. Have you ever been to a concert up at Red Rock? Oh yeah, yeah. So we like to think that's only about 15 minutes from me as well. So huh. very. I, yeah, yeah. That's the first stop whenever anybody comes out here to. Like I had a buddy in town this past weekend. That's the first stop we go is because like. That's kind of a one, you know, once in a lifetime experience seeing, you know, that, that concert venue built inside of a big red rock, pretty much. That's what it is. And then you're yeah. overlooking Denver on top of that. So it's beautiful up there and it's, it's a cool experience. There's a lot of, a lot of cool nature experiences out here as well. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, we're all happy for you. We're excited. Um, you sure left your mark this year and, and added to the, you know, the, a lot of people like, like us. And I've heard the other podcasts too, talking about how bodybuilding has been really exciting this year. 
and yep. you know there's a lot of pent up sort of like you know energy ready to get unleashed from everyone kind of sitting around for a year and gyms being closed and all that bullshit and and it was uh it was a real good sort of restart for pro bodybuilding and and uh, you were part of that this year man so yeah it you know, was you, like you, you said helped, it was, it you was helped awesome elevate. back helped yeah. out you know yeah i just do just do what we love and we put it put it together but like you said it's gonna be really fun these next couple of weeks i'm so excited for the arnold i know you guys are too seeing this next yep. this next line of, of, of blood, blood come in there seeing those you know Really gonna say a lot. It's really gonna say a lot moving forward. You know, seeing where like you know the Nick places, the Ian, you know the Sergio. So I, these guys are the next ones up. I think you know, and I'm right on their coattails, and they know that as well. So it's gonna be cool to see how they do, um, and then leading into the Olympia, and then this next wave of this next generation. Um, it's coming. You know, we've seen the same guys. You know, we've seen the same top six, same five six for the last what? You know, six six seven years. Yeah. Um, and so now yeah. the, now these openings are coming. You know, and um. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun being a fan, you know, with you guys here. We're, we're just gonna watch and enjoy it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be changing. So let's 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 keep pushing and let's okay. let's get there ourselves, you know. Hey, uh, I know well, I know you're you got a bunch going on today. What kind of dog are you getting? You said you're going to get a dog today. Oh, I, I had to ask. Yeah, this is, oh, there's a story behind this one. I, I wasn't expecting a dog, so. <laughs> oh. <my> wife, <laughs> My wife left four four weeks ago. She left here, and she went back to she went back to Des Moines, Iowa, to meet up with family um, because she was going. She her and her mom flew out to Serbia, so she's been out in Serbia the last three weeks visiting oh, yeah. family. I saw the pictures. She, mm-hmm. Yeah, so her and her her and her mom are the only ones that have ever gone back. She moved here when she was six. They immigrated because there was a civil war going on over there. So they've only actually gone back. They went back one time like five years ago, until this was the second time they went back to see family. Um, so right before uh, going back to that story is right before she left, I actually, I've been looking for a new truck and they actually had the one exact one I wanted out in Iowa. So she picked that up for me. Nice. Um, so I already knew, I already knew I was getting that. It, it, she put it in the garage there while she went to Serbia. And then while she was out in Serbia, she decided to call me and she was telling me about how her family out there breeds this Italian, they, they breed this Italian, um, this Italian dog breed. Huh? It's uh it's called like. Legato Rob Romagnolo. I can't even pronounce it yet. It's it's an Italian name, um, but they're truffle dogs, so they're really famous out there because I think they're like five to seven thousand dollar dogs because they like get out they of dig here. up these ex- yeah they, they dig, dig up truffles. these expensive mushrooms huh. yeah no kidding so like so like her family can they, they can they find can they find the Colorado mushrooms <laughs> that's, yeah that's what we're gonna do. We, we're, they're one of the most trainable Brett's dogs. Got it all so I trained up. Whatever. <laughs> You'll find the good ones. Um, but yeah, her family gifted us one. And she was like, you know, we they want to give us this one. It's a six-month boy. Um, and I go, hey, if you figure out how to get it here, because yeah. I, I was like, there's no way this is going to happen. Like, I thought she was going to say, if you figure out how to get it here, we'll take it. Because we've talked about a dog in the past. But like, I didn't think it was going to happen. Man. But she did like... She did like six weeks work in like three days. Like getting, you had to get the dog Holy a visa. Crap. You had to, you had oh, to register for all the Sorry. flights. Oh gosh, she yeah. had to go to the vet like four times. But she wanted it that bad, and she got it. And they flew back two days ago. Got here in the United States, and she should be there now. Then they have to drive back from Iowa. So here in a couple hours, yeah. she's going to be pulling up with my with the new truck and a new dog. So like I said, it's like Christmas for me here. Today. Hell so yeah! I'm excited. Hell yeah! As long as the dog doesn't have, as long as the dog doesn't have to pass a COVID test, it'll be all right. Right, right, yeah. And I was like, does this thing have to? 
Is this thing after quarantine? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> <understand> <laughs> Well, congratulations on everything, man. Um, thanks for coming on the show and giving us your time, especially, you know, being a busy dude. And uh, one word, if you had to put your money on it, who's going to win the Arnold? Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you top two and then, and then three through six. So I, I think, I think William's going to win. I think just experience. I think he's driven right now, you know, show that he's still up there. You know, he's not, he's not out of the picture yet. So I got Bonac first. I got, I got a team in second, man. I got, I, I really like, he's just freaking. I think he's been putting his conditioning together. I got a team in second. This. And then, and then honestly, third through six is going to be a shit show. You know, that is going <laughs> oh, to be, it's, be it's, it's literally going to, it's literally going to come down to like, yeah, who just like peaks perfectly, you know? So it's going to be, you got yeah. Ian, Nick, Sergio, Steve, like, I think those four are going to be just battling it out. And like I said, it's just going to be who, who's maybe just a little driest or a full, it's going to, it's going to be cool. So that's it. I'm excited for that. Um, and I'm just, you know, then they have those opportunities to take it to the next level and then carry that on over to the Olympia with the, with the other big group there. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate it. Brett Wilkin, everybody. Hey, Cheers, thank you. Thanks, thank Dusty. You. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate Thanks, you Brett. Talk to you soon. Appreciate Thanks. your time, man. You bet. Mm-hmm. All right. That was awesome. Great guy. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. My dogs hear us hang up and they start moving. I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. It's not official. Brett's leaving. Right. You don't get to go outside yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So what's new at Dusty? Well, that was seamless. Oh, man. Uh, for once, things are... Uh, it seems like the same story, but it does seem different. Uh, I started back uh, with, J, uh, with JP last week and uh, started eating a bunch and uh, training. I, I did my first full. I got through all the, the training days of his program, survived, which, you know, I haven't really mentioned it, but I literally was just going to the gym and even less than usual, just hitting a couple basic movements and, and leaving. So I was annihilated this week. Like yesterday was, uh, was a pull leg day. So it was funny. I, I, I wrote down a couple things I did, and somebody was like, oh, so you, you did deadlifts and, and, uh, and, and hack squats on the same day. I went ahead and listed the other six things I also did just to kind of drive home what, what a JP workout looks like. I'm like, you can't have a job and train with JP. That's the key. <laughs> I mean, literally, I was there yesterday for two hours and 20 minutes to do the workout. Now, granted, it took me some time on the deads because – they were bad, but uh, yep. And I was uh, almost two ninety two again, so I, I can't even have my has been stories anymore about the hospital. It's over. That's that's awesome. Old shit now. So yeah, all, all I, is good, man. And I mean, that's it. Ron had a big uh, weekend. I went to Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Toronto this weekend, and uh, two interesting things. I went completely off my diet and just ate nothing but restaurant food for three days. And uh, somehow came back the exact same weight in the exact same condition. And I looked exactly the same. <laughs> I didn't gain a single pound. I woke up this morning, 248. I'm like, oh. Thanks for that. Right. Now all my clients want to eat out for the next three days. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's because it's because of the total calories rule. I might have had nothing but restaurant food, but I only ate like three meals a day. Right. So, you know, and then I had some whey isolate in the room. So if I needed a meal... I would just literally have two scoops of whey iso and water. And then my next right. meal would be like a burger and fries. <laughs> so it was, you know, it's, it's the balance. It's the balance, Dusty. 
you know, there's that word that, that everyone and loves then, so much balance. Yeah. And then, and then of course the reason I went to Toronto was uh, Canadian nationals and I had one client and, um, you know, it's always a blast when you go to a show with one guy and he wins the super heavies, the overall and the pro card. And yes. then you take yeah. the first flight home. <laughs> My work's done here. <laughs> exactly. See ya. Ron dusted his shoulder off and walked out. Uh, it felt good. It felt real good. You know what? Like he deserved it. Great guy. Morgan McDonald, really happy for him. Um, we worked really hard this year. He worked really hard, um, you know. Um, but I, I also was like, Fuck, I needed that. I had a stressful year. <laughs> you know? Thanks, Morgan. Like, I was sitting on the plane. I was sitting on the plane. I was like, I fucking needed that. You know? <laughs> like, as a, as a guy who's been through a lot the last year and a half, it, it felt good, you know? And, and that's the show that I did 13 times, you know? So, you know, Canadian Nationals is kind of a special show for me. So, yeah, it felt pretty fucking good, you know? And it How was, was the show overall? It was good. I mean, it, it went, they, they did it. They did all the men in the morning and they didn't mm -hmm. do like prejudging night show. They just did all the one show, you know? So they did all mm -hmm. the guys in the morning. They finished around, I guess, finished around one thirty, and then they took a little break and then they did all the women and they finished at like seven thirty, and they just smashed through divisions as fast as they could. And, um, but yeah, it was good. It was competitive. The, the, the best part was um, there's a, a really great bodybuilder out of Quebec. Um, his name's Derek Lamontang, I believe I say that correctly. Uh, good guy, a great coach. Um, and he actually beat Morgan at the Atlantics. So Morgan got second to him at the Atlantics, and it was really disappointing because Morgan was like, mm -hmm. oh, fuck, like, like, didn't expect that. And he lost by one point. And right. so then fast forward two months, and Derek won the heavyweights, and Morgan won the supers. And they got to face off in the overall. Hmm. And, uh, right. and uh, you know, fortunately, it was Morgan's day this time. You know, we had the extra two months to make improvements. And, um, you know, it was a long time between shows. But it was nice to come out on top, you know. And, um, and it's, uh, it's always fun when you, you know, you rise to a, a challenge and overcome it. And you feel pretty good afterwards. And, you know, he's going to get better. You know, everyone involved will get better because of everything that happened. You know, it's just the way it goes. Yeah. So, yeah, bodybuilding, bodybuilding's fun, man. You know, especially you come out on top at a show like that, and, you know, yeah. head home. <laughs> it's, it's like you said, though, so. it's, it's crazy to me how much uh, I want to say I took for granted having bodybuilding all the time, every year, the traveling to the point that even yeah. like I told you, Ron, off there that like there were times I complained a little bit about having to get on another flight to go to Germany or do whatever, because those weekends are long and hard. And that's never going to happen again. You take that away for essentially a whole year. I mean, even just to the point of walking into a gym and there being other people, I'm, I still notice that now. Like, it's yeah. nice to not be the only one yeah. here. And it's not that I didn't enjoy training alone, but it's there's definitely something about it. You know, I'm watching the shows a lot more excited now and, you know, just basic stuff, uh, obviously, both in bodybuilding and, then of course, being in the States. I mean, nothing quite like uh, – seeing a crowd full of college football fans and going, ah, oh, yeah, we're back, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it was good, too. I, I went and trained at Pure Muscle, you know? I'm sure everybody's right. seen Pure Muscle and Fitness, you know, on Instagram, uh, you know, kind of the, the the big gym out east there in Toronto. And, um, I mean, they've just they've just gone crazy in there. I got to give credit to all the, the HD guys. And, you know, obviously Dorian and his brother Noah have built quite a gym there. It's like, um, it's it's... It's like a, a dream showroom, 
for hmm. equipment, you know? Right. So, you know, in the, in the main room, like the old gym, which would be the black room, if you ever see the pictures, it, there's the original yeah. gym. They've got like, I don't know, six or eight leg presses in there. Dang. You know? And then <laughs> you, go, you go through the door into the new room, which is the big white room, and there's another, like, I don't know, 10 leg presses in there. And they're not all doubled up. Wow. So like they're not double, they're not all doubles. Some of them are doubles, but not all of them. And you know, like there's like 10 leg curls in a row and then you go into the other room and there's 10 leg curls in a row. So like there's just everything. There's dumbbells to 200 in both rooms. Holy shit. No shit. Two sets. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's just like, most people don't know what dumbbells cost. Like that's (laughs) my brain immediately just did the math. I went, Oh yeah. Yeah. The one, the one room is all the U maxes. And then the other room has the silver Avancos, the one piece, the one piece of Avancos, the the stainless steel, really cheap ones. So there's just, yeah, yeah, the really cheap ones, the ones you get on Craigslist. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so it's just like a, it's a massive super facility, you know, uh, Obviously, they're they're doing all their filming there, and, and you know the mm-hmm. gym's probably a write off for HD, right? So it's real smart. Right. You know they're they're doing great, but just you know, un, you know it's be the ultimate sort of like collector's showroom is what it what it is, and it's really mm-hmm. clean and sharp, and you know, and they've did a good job hiding in a in a in a very remote industrial area, so like right. prying eyes are not around. <laughs> so you know i'm sure that's uh as a gym owner i see the benefits of that you know we're on a main road right with all this traffic going by and sometimes during covid yeah. we're like jesus you know <laughs> so but it was a good time i had a great time everyone in toronto was awesome i actually regretted flying out my my, my habit is to get the fuck out of town as fast as possible right and mm-hmm. um i actually wish i would have stayed on sunday and you know kind of you know been a little social. Sometimes, Dusty, I forget to be social. I never forget. I don't plan to be. I was waiting. I was waiting. I was giving you. I was giving you the space you needed. Wait a minute. Dusty's like calculating. He's like, uh, I'm not agreeing with this. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. You know. And then no, the I saw highlight you with uh, Ronaldo too, right? Yeah. That was just going to say, um, I went for dinner with Ronaldo one night, hooked up with Ronaldo. It was really great to see him again. Um, and then uh, the following night after the show, I went out with Paul Lozon. He was one of the judges. Oh, no way. So cool. me, me and Paul went out and had a, had a steak at a nice steakhouse afterwards. And, uh, and you know, generally made fun of Fuad for about two and a half hours. <laughs> and uh, he told me a bunch of funny <laughs> stories. And, and it was all fun. We laughed our asses off. After I was done eating dinner with Paul, I called Emily and I said, my fucking abs hurt. <laughs> like, I had, like I, my abs hurt. I was laughing so hard. We were just fucking killing ourselves, you know, when you just get, you just get on a roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, we might have been in the parking lot for a little while too, you know, so it's, uh, it was Maybe. a good night. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Scott hasn't shown us a gun yet. But it is the end of the episode, I think. You can assume. You can assume there's a couple around. Assume. How about that? And yeah. I saw. I saw you answer that question online about whether you pack um, in your car or whether you put it in the glove compartment or something. Yeah, yeah. And I liked your answer. Yeah. You want to keep it on you in case you're forced from the vehicle. You never know. You gotta. We'll just do. We'll do one of those. How know. about that? You, <laughs> you never know. When you, you never might, know. You never know. 
Never know when you might have to put two through the fucking door, eh? Just pop, pop under your arm. Yeah. Well, here's the yeah, thing. I was wanted to do that. They, uh, the deal is, is that yeah, you never know if you have to get out of your car. And the term I've heard is that if you get in a gunfight, that a car is a coffin. You want to get out of the vehicle as soon as possible if there's a gunfight. If you can't drive away, okay. Right. So yeah, that's that's the deal. So when you don't know, you know, if somebody gets a drop on you and they say carjack you then you got to get out of your vehicle you can't be like oh let me go to my glove box first you know because yeah, it's yeah yeah, yeah one yeah. second <laughs> the chances of actually being able to access your weapon if it's not on body that's the term they use on body versus off body carrying and if you i'm not comfortable i thought like i thought like oh, i'd be one of those guys like you just put it in your gym bag put it between the seats or whatever but if you do that there's a lot more responsibility because then you have to have your eye on that gym bag the whole time or you know whatever so I, uh, right. Yeah. A little more, a little more work to carry on body all the time, you know, but, uh, I think, I think I'm, uh, you know, I'm down for it. I got it. I got the, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not used to it. Scott, not after tomorrow though, <laughs> after tomorrow, there's no guns oh, allowed. Right. You yeah. know? I, yeah. I find your lifestyle choices intriguing. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. great. Thanks Scott. Thanks Dusty. Episode 105 with Brett Wilkin. That was a good one. I had a lot of fun. He's freaking awesome. Likewise. Okay. So remember, like, share, subscribe, comment. Ring the bell. Good job, Dusty. There you go. And remember, guys, it's just bodybuilding. All right. Success. Great episode.